us from the grave, come forth. Lift us from the black and show us, show us the way back. Dark spirits. Ain't no dark spirits. Don't you make no dark spirits come out. Lift us. Why, hello, foolish mortals, <laughs> and welcome back to the Boo Case Diaries. <laughs> October is chugging right along, and so are we with another spooky episode. Spooky. <laughs> We're three old singing ghosts learning everything we can about movies and TV, and hopefully teaching you in the process. I am Adam. I'm Marcy. And I'm Robin. Ah, Ooh. Ah, Ooh. Okay, we're going to stop. Right, yeah. okay. <laughs> that was great, though, you know? <laughs> I don't know. People like it. Yeah. It gets them in the mood. Yeah, that's right. Right? Get that spooky energy. <laughs> Room greeting ghosts. Mm-hmm. We've seen movies based on books, comic books, fairy tales, myths, and even songs. But this week, we're looking into another Disney film that was based on a theme park ride. Yeah, this is such a unique thing to Disney. Yes, yes. it is. Really, it's it's doesn't it really is. happen. It happens the other way around in most other places. Yeah. Last year, we did an episode on the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Hell yeah. A 1997 yeah, made-for-TV film based on an iconic ride at Walt Disney World. Since Tower of Terror made its debut, Disney has produced several films based on some of its most popular theme park attractions, the most successful being Pirates of the Caribbean. Undisputed, of, right? Of course. Mm, <laughs> that's, yep. that's the one. By far. <laughs> In the fall of 2003, Disney released a live-action film based on its spookiest ride, The Haunted Mansion. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bucket list ride. I want to <laughs> yeah. go. Yes, so I want to yeah. go on this ride so badly. Yes, this family-friendly adventure was a fascinating display of physical and practical effects, and featured many callbacks to the original ride. However, it was heavily criticized by critics and fans alike for its unimaginative and simple plot, and for having a laughless script. Aww. I'm telling you, Rude. these reviews were brutal. Yes. But in recent years, many fans have revisited the once-hated Haunted Mansion and have defended it against the overwhelming negativity surrounding the film. Yeah, this is one that's so interesting to me because I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. I remember watching it. I remember the whole experience. Thought it was good. Fine. Nice. Yeah. yeah. The parents in the audience laughed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, people seem to have a good time. Yeah. What didn't I? I had no idea the level of hatred wow. that this <laughs> this film got. I really oh. didn't. I thought it was fine. Like I, I was, was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, and it must have been because I was a kid at the time, and you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But watching it now, I'm like, I still think Why? it's crazy. It's chill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still fine. Mm -hmm. So we have decided to revisit the movie as well. Not as critics, mind you, but as spooky historians uncovering its past and how it came to be. So be sure to bring your death certificate and follow us into the terrifying halls of the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> so what are you guys' experiences with this movie? You know, being a not fond of scary things person, <laughs> I, it took me a minute 
to mm-hmm. see it just because I wasn't like, you know, it was a movie called The Haunted Mansion and I didn't look into it. It's like, oh, that's probably scary. Yeah. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> but later on, I want to say like right before high school, maybe I ended up seeing it because I was like, oh, Eddie Murphy's in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, like, oh, it's of course be. it's, oh, it's yeah. a comedy. I mean, how scary can it yeah. be? Right. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shoot. You know what? Pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You know, it's got, um, uh, I loved all the calls to the ride because I knew mm. about the ride. Mm-hmm. All the cool stuff at Disneyland because definitely want to go to that someday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> turning a ride into a movie is such a unique thing that it's yeah. worth a shot oh, on yeah. its own, you know? And at this time, Disney was putting out a bunch of movies like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were. To put it right. nicely, <laughs> right? Like, I yeah. mean, honestly, like, Country Bears. Oh, I yeah. I mean, who remembers yeah. the freaking Country Bears? I remember the previews for it. On yeah, the yeah. I, was yeah. Say, I never watched. Yeah, that it, was so. that was what that's what we're contending with mm-hmm. <laughs> with Haunted Mansion. Uh. But yet, this got all the hate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think Country Bears is a beloved I, that's true, film, but... but I think I think Country Bears should have been an animated cartoon mm, like a yeah show. yeah that maybe then right. it could have worked yeah. yeah could be so for me this one i did not see as a kid i feel like it was one of those that i was either a not allowed to watch or <laughs> b just like didn't Sounds have access right. to mm-hmm. or a combination of the two you know so didn't really really watch it when i was a kid and i believe i only watched it was it just last year oh, i think it yeah. was just last year i watched uh-huh. it for the first time yeah and I, think so. I really enjoyed it yeah it's <laughs> you know it it's pretty lighthearted it's pretty mm-hmm. upbeat yeah. obviously it's not an oscar winner you know no, but i right. mean but, it's i think it's actually know. kind of funny yeah. i think there are a few jokes that mm-hmm. do land and mm-hmm. i think that it's overall a pretty fun, delightful yeah. movie, and, and I so liked the actors, yeah, a lot of them I knew. I, I from think when I was a kid, yeah, so. I think it was a little unfairly judged. Yeah, for honestly. sure. Mm-hmm. What... I think a lot of people nowadays might agree with us. Yeah, on that. yeah. So yeah. We'll they see. revisited. We'll see. We'll get some hate mail. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> How could you? So, before we talk about the history of the movie, yeah. we're going to talk about the history of the ride. Yeah. Woo-hoo! <laughs> All aboard. Yes. So I have never ridden this ride. I don't, neither of none of us nope. have. None of us have been to Disney Disneyland. If anyone would like to fund our trip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> we we would accept that. Yeah, we would know? accept that, sure. <laughs> but yeah, we honestly I've never been there, but I'm very familiar with this ride because when I was growing up, I religiously watched Disney's Halloween Treat and yes. the intro very heavily features the haunted mansion. Yeah, I didn't even know that's what we were looking at, honestly, mm-hmm. at the time. But it looked so cool. <laughs> that and also, I always had Disney discs that had all this music on it, mm-hmm. and one of them was "Grim Grinning Ghosts," which is I can't mm-hmm. think of a better Disney song. I'll yeah. be honest. <laughs> like, it's gonna be hard. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, for a theme park song, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty good. It's certainly better than Small World. <laughs> yeah, I know. If that's what we're competing with, I really yeah. feel like. So Grim Green Ghost is fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you've never heard it, look it up on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. put it in your favorites. It's so good. It's Especially at Halloween. At least, yeah, there. put it yeah. in your uh, Halloween yes. party playlist. So before we get into the story behind the film, Haunted Mansion, we need to talk about the history behind the ride. 
Sometime in the late 1950s, as Walt Disney pushed his Imagineers to create the most visually stunning and mechanically complex attractions for his new theme park, Imagineer Raleigh Crump joined the team tasked with creating a Museum of the Weird. As the attraction developed, it evolved into a haunted house filled with ghosts and other strange phenomena. Interesting. I wonder what the very beginnings of that idea were going to yeah. be. You know, yeah. what's a museum of the weird Yeah, that's not ghostly? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Construction on the exterior of the ride began in 1961 and lasted only two years. Imagineers took inspiration from an unlabeled image of the Shipley Lidecker House located in Maryland for the mansion's design. I've seen the picture of this house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very close. The house also has influences from homes in Louisiana at the turn of the century. Walt specifically wanted the exterior to remain neat and clean, reportedly saying, we'll take care of the outside and let the ghosts take care of the inside. Whoa, funny. Yes. funny man. And I love, that is such a fun detail because, guys, if we're building a haunted house, what do we do? Yeah. We make the outside look creepy. Mm -hmm. We make it dirty and unlived in. Yeah. But that, not this. This no. is like an elegant mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a beautiful place and like inviting and nice. Mm-hmm. And then you go inside and it's filled with ghosts. Mm-hmm. Although the exterior had been completed in 1963, it sat dormant for several years. Park visitors could see the attraction, but the only indicator of what they could expect from the inside was a sign alerting all passing spirits that post-lifetime leases were available in the haunted mansion. Ah! Hilarious. Love those kinds of jokes. (laughs) Raleigh Crump continued to make hundreds of sketches for the interior of the ride. He and another Imagineer named Yal Gracie used new technology and age-old illusions to fill the sound stages with haunting scenes. They and their team built audio animatronics of the ghostly characters. To make them appear ethereal, Crump and Gracie used a technique called the Pepper's Ghost Illusion. Have you guys ever heard of this? It rings a bell because I know I've watched things on this ride before talking yeah. about it, but... It's wild. Yeah. Mm. You know, a pace, there's a picture of them working on one of the animatronics mm-hmm. from the angle of a, a ride, a rider. Right. Okay. And it literally <laughs> looks like they're touching a ghost. Yeah. Oh it's like, it kind of breaks your brain. You're like, why wow. are your hands going through it? It's so weird. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Named for a 19th century scientist, this trick uses a large piece of glass that sits at an angle between a well-lit room and a hidden one. Guests of the haunted mansion look straight on at the lit staged room as the glass reflects the hidden room. When the lights are dimmed in the staged room and the dark hidden room is illuminated, the scene in the hidden room appears to the audience. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so the lights switch and it's like, ghost! There's a ghost there. Oh, so you're seeing kind of a reflection in a way. Yeah. Very cool. And I've seen people talk about doing this trick with a split beam mirror, too. Mm-hmm. And just, there are lots of variations of this trick. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the variation they do at Disney is probably secret. Whatever it is. Yeah. Right, the exact workings. Yeah. 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 Even today, still, you like, this is an example of a ride that's like, the favorite among so many yeah. like park n- normals like they go all the time and their their favorite ride is still haunted mansion because mm-hmm. of 
how cool it is. And it's just these, so these cool. effects yeah. are so well done that it's just it's believable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disney's Imagineers also developed the Doom Buggy, which Whoa. is the <laughs> which is the seat that carries guests through the house. This ride is a variation of the Omnimover, which means the cars can swivel in all directions while still staying on the track. Because of this, riders only see what the Imagineers want them to see. Aha, gotcha. Yeah, you don't have the ability to, like, look around the room. Yeah. You're in a car, and it's telling you what to look at, and that's helpful because that way you will look at the attractions at the exact right angle you're supposed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll see the ghosts. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to say all because I don't know, but a lot of dark rides are done this way. Mm Mm-hmm. Work on the Haunted Mansion halted in 1966 after the death of Walt Disney left the team with no direction in terms of the tone of the ride. Imagineer Mark Davis eventually decided that a mixture of scares and silliness would be the way to go. They didn't know how serious the ride should be. They didn't know Mm -hmm. what Walt wanted. Mm -hmm. We know that at this time, everything was hard at Disney because it was like Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to do what he wanted, but he wasn't around to tell them. Yeah, yeah. He also pushed for the ride to be more character-driven, with featured ghosts that stood out to the park guests, which is honestly what made the ride so special to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it yeah. has its own lore. Yeah, basically. people have like their favorite ghosts, you know, and, and he was the reason that those were added Aww. to the ride. In August of 1969, the Haunted Mansion opened its doors. The ride was a huge hit and continues to be one of the most iconic attractions at Disneyland. You know that you've done it right when so many years later mm-hmm. it's still untouched basically yeah. i yeah. mean i'm sure they've updated a few things and maintained it yeah and i know they t- they decorate it with nightmare before christmas yes stuff they change yeah. they they'll shut it down <laughs> and they'll get it ready for the holidays and they will like They'll change the aesthetic of it to match like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. That's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, that's cute. But that really, that's a testament to how beloved this ride is. Yeah. I mean, I would have argued that the Tower of Terror is just as iconic, <laughs> but Disneyland disagrees. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, that's As long the, as the yeah. Haunted Mansion sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that this one being older and I think. Yeah. You know, being one that was so heavily featured in Disney media, yeah. You know, in the beginning, that we yeah. all, three kids from the middle of America who've never been mm-hmm. to Disneyland, we knew about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and we know a lot about it. Like, yeah. it's not, it, it's not like we just, you know, only kind of know that the ride exists. And I can just picture the beginning of Disney's Halloween treat, where the ghost pops up and is calling one and all, all tonight. tonight. Anyway. Listen to our episode on Disney's Halloween Treat. That yeah. was actually a really good old episode. Yeah, that we did. It is. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that haven't seen this movie, I'm going to give a little summary now. Yes, you know. Yes. Hey now. Yeah. In an attempt to prove to his wife that he isn't neglecting his children for work, real estate agent Jim Evers agrees to take the family on a weekend getaway. Just before leaving, the couple receive a call from a mysterious potential client, asking the Evers to meet him at his mansion. Soon after the family arrives, they discover that the mansion is haunted by several ghosts. 999 to be exact. Wow. (laughs) One of which is Master Gracie, who believes that Jim's wife, Sarah, 
is the living embodiment of his lost love. Jim must find a way to navigate the halls of this strange and terrifying house, reunite with his family, and save his wife from falling under Gracie's spell. Oof, Steal my wife, ghost. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting idea. It yeah. Is. In an effort to prove that he's not neglecting his children. Yeah. When he 100% oh, yeah. is neglecting his children. Yeah. It's just, it's just funny. All right. So now that we got all that out of the way, <laughs> let's talk about something that, you know, we never talk about. The making of. Yeah. How was this movie made? Yeah. How was it made? With cameras. Well, yeah. The end. <laughs> all right. I think we did our job. Moving on. <laughs> Like most films that come out of Hollywood, the idea for a film adaptation of The Haunted Mansion was several years in the making. Disney first started working on the idea back in the early 90s, and an early version of the script was drafted by Sheila Greenberg and James Hill. This version of the film focused on a storyline that wasn't used in the final ride about a sea captain. Yeah, this was a scrapped storyline for the ride. But because of the unsuccessful showing of Hocus Pocus in 1993, Disney decided to scrap any horror comedy projects. Uh, How funny is that? Isn't that funny? Hocus Pocus absolutely bombed. (laughs) Critics hated it. It didn't do well financially, but it became a cult classic. And Disney did not foresee that. Hocus Pocus is now one of Disney's most profitable franchises Mm -hmm. because they, I mean, the amount of merch that exists (laughs) for Hocus Pocus. so much. so weird how that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. (laughs) Crazy. I mean, you can't even walk into a Joann's without without seeing the Hocus Pocus cookie cutters, Mm -hmm. bakeware, all kinds of shirts. The new little towels. Winnie, I smell a child. Mm -hmm. Come, we fly. You know, all that stuff. (laughs) Yes. Several years later, in 2001, Disney began a push to turn many of their theme park rides into films. The Haunted Mansion was optioned once again, but with an entirely different storyline that wouldn't have anything to do with the original script. David Berenbaum, the screenwriter behind the hit holiday classic Elf, was responsible for the new screenplay... Mm, Adam's favorite holiday movie. <laughs> that Lush. reminds me. We need to come up yeah. with our Christmas episodes. Oh, elf? Yeah. Elf? 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 Uh, uh, yeah. For yeah. those of you yeah. about to sharpen your pitchforks, <laughs> come after me. I don't hate the movie. I just think it's extremely overrated. <laughs> Thank you. And good night. No. You can tweet your hatred do at... You, do you need help off the soapbox? Yeah. I can... Yeah, need two, <laughs> need two hands down. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Producer and director Rob Minkoff, who directed The Lion King hey. in 1994, ooh yeah, took the director's chair. Baron channeled the spirit of horror comedies of the past by using references to films like Young Frankenstein, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, and the various Abbott and Costello horror comedies. Yeah, the ghost of Mr. Chicken and Abbott and Costello being the average Joe walks into a haunted situation. Mm-hmm. He's surprised. He's scared. Hilarity ensues. Antics happen. <laughs> Woo. And there are a couple of like very clear references to Young Frankenstein Ooh, nice. in the movie. At the very beginning, they go up to the door and he goes, look at these knockers. 
These are some huh. nice knockers. It was clear from the beginning that the most important piece of the film was its title character, The Haunted Mansion. Although the film's version of the mansion doesn't follow the design of the ride exactly, a lot of care and attention went into building the set. I think one of the biggest criticisms of fans of the mm-hmm. ride was that the haunted mansion in the movie doesn't necessarily mirror what... No, right. yeah. it looks like more of a typical haunted mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The exterior of the mansion was made to look like the swamps of New Orleans to fit the original location of the ride. The exterior trees were built in, and set decorators hung moss from them. The first three floors of the exterior mansion were built with the attic, chimney, and spires digitally added. Production designer John Meyer created the illusion that the house is always watching by placing eyes in the metal framework wallpaper, and any other location. Creepy. Eyes and faces. Everywhere you look. The designers began sketching the interiors of the mansion and then built foam core models. They then used a lipstick camera, which is a very small camera that's roughly the size and shape as a tube of lipstick. Yeah, I had to look that up. I was like, the heck is a lipstick camera? camera. Goes in their mouth. (laughs) Yeah, they're like... (laughs) <laughs> ready to go yeah. lights and camera I thought honestly I was like is it a camera that only that literally only looks at your lips like... yeah for like serious close ups yeah. no, no. well they use this lipstick camera to mimic certain shots that they wanted to create then they created a 3D computer visual of the mansion before beginning construction uh-huh. That's a lot of little steps, but mm-hmm. it helps them in the end get what they want to see out of it. So yeah, works. The interior sets were located on sound stages in Barwick Studios. It's so rare that film crews get to work on gigantic sets like this one. So the team was often in awe of the expansive rooms and their meticulous detail. Yeah, this is 2003. These rooms are all yeah. there, except for like wow. one or two maybe. And so generally, like, they're actually on this set, like, mm-hmm. walking through this huge, this huge ballroom, the dining room, the Damn. library, and all of that was built. And it reminds me of Casper. We talked about Casper, which mid-90s. Yeah. And, you know, same thing, where they literally yeah. built Whipstaff Matt Manor. Like, that was, mm-hmm. you know, that's not something that really happens anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I always get a little bit sad looking at like some behind the scenes footage of mm-hmm. new new movies where it's yep. like, sure some of it's built that their actors are standing on, but there's so much like blue, yeah, yeah, or green behind them. I'm I know like, it's just an actor <sighs> in front of a blue thing, doing blue stuff, like, and I'm like, <laughs> man, single tear. You have to be really good at acting. I mean, you know, I feel like that's where it comes from that like the black box theater kind yeah. of acting, yeah. yeah, because you you have to be able. <laughs> visualize your surroundings you can't see it right no set decorators rosemary brandenburg and jeff williams filled the mansion with all kinds of strange and creepy objects one featured item is the red couch in the library which was actually a set piece from disney's Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea there was also a webbing team which came in and sprayed cobwebs and dust all throughout the set to maintain that dirty dingy look Oh man, that sounds fun. I remember we talked about that with in our Casper episode yeah. too. Yeah, the, the, the resin gun. Yes, yes. The gun. I want 
one of those. I want to do it, and I want to use one. I want to cover it because it looks. Yes. It looks like it doesn't. It look looks like, like real web. You know yeah. how you you go to the store now and you buy, mm-hmm. and it's like cotton that's kind of like torn and yeah. like stretched. And then you right? kind of stretch that kind it. of looks mm-hmm. like spider webs in a way. It's like cartoonified spider webs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This looks like legit cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, it does. And that is so cool that they can just shoot it like <laughs> like spray paint. They're just yeah. like mm, some here, yes. and it's like some silly over there. string. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And like wow. it reminds me of the Adams family where they do that too. Like oh, yeah. yeah, where they that. add the they cobwebs and the dust. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah, that couch. If you watch the movie, you will see it. They do sit on it. It's there. It's from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is a huge, very important Disney film. Yeah. Like the, you know, the live action Mm -hmm. Disney film that, you know, was originally meant to be animated and... Uh, but then when Walt Disney saw how beautiful the ocean was in real life, he said, we need to just have... (laughs) We just need to do that. We don't... Yeah. Yeah. And that being one of the ones where the ride came after. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Costume designer Mona May created all of the outfits from the whimsical spirits to the 19th century ball gowns. In the opening sequence, there is a ballroom scene filled with actors in period costume. Later on, the ghosts wear the exact same costumes. Mona May has worked as a costume designer on over 70 projects, including Enchanted and Clueless. Mm-hmm. The clothes in Clueless are iconic. Oh yes, they are. Very, yeah. very big and big, big part of that movie <laughs> is what yeah. they wear. Yep. Filming for the Haunted Mansion began in January of 2003 and wrapped in June of the same year. The film starred comedian and actor Eddie Murphy. Several years earlier, Murphy delivered a stand-up routine explaining why he would never stay in a haunted house. So casting him in the film added an extra layer of subtle humor. <laughs> yeah. It's one of yeah, it's one of his most famous bits. Yeah. British actress Marsha Thompson played Sarah Evers. She essentially had to play two characters, the modern-day Sarah and her 19th-century counterpart. Thompson perfected an American accent for one character and used an English accent for the other. Yeah, she had ah. a very thick Manchester yeah. accent, an accent of somebody in Manchester, England. And so uh, she actually, the two accents she uses in the movie, neither one of them is her natural voice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, the first one's the American accent, and then yeah. the second one is like a very proper British. Yeah, the That's Queen's incredible. English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ari yeah. <laughs> Davies played Megan Evers, the snarky daughter to Eddie Murphy's gym. In her introductory scene, she smashed a spider with a magazine. The spider was made of plastic and filled with custard that spilled once it was crushed. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Practical spider. Yeah. yeah. Something that you, is so little, but yeah. makes yeah. a big difference. Mm-hmm. Mark John Jeffries played Michael. Even though his character was younger than his sister, Jeffries is actually older than his co-star, Ari Davis. Yeah, he looks so much smaller yeah, than he, <laughs> he plays. He plays a ten-year-old. Right. So when the movie came out, two thousand three, uh, she was twelve and he was thirteen. Wow! But they in the movie <laughs> they play thirteen and ten years. Wow! Nice. Well, he does a great job then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> the mansion staff and ghostly characters were played by a group of character actors that, despite what the critics said. Gave comedic performances. I thought they did fine. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wallace Shawn and Dina Spybay Waters played Ezra and Emma, the bumbling house staff that helps the Evers. Oh, 
Yeah, these guys are cute. Jennifer Tilly used her distinctive voice to play the mesmerizing Madame Leota. You might recognize Tilly's voice from Monsters, Inc. I think yeah. that's probably the, the number one thing when I'm watching it. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's definitely Celia from yeah. Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah. Terrence Stamp played the villainous Ramsley, the proper butler of Master Gracie. Stamp is a proper British gentleman that has had many roles, including parts in Star Wars and the His Dark Materials series. Yeah. Yes. He's an, he is one of those guys now mm-hmm. that's like, oh, it's the guy that's in yeah. the thing. Yeah, like you see his face <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, oh, I Oh, that guy. Him. There he is. <laughs> yes. Nathaniel Parker plays the brooding Master Gracie, who attempts to woo Sarah in order to find his way back to his love, Elizabeth. While filming one scene where Parker carries Elizabeth's body up the stairs, Parker dropped the actress because her dress was slippery, and he had to perform the scene several times. <laughs> they said the cr- the tears and the pain in his eyes is real because oh, he yeah. no. he just come back from working out too, and his arms are very sore. <laughs> just carrying her up the just stairs. Like, Why? <laughs> yeah. Should have skipped leg day. <laughs> You can't have the Haunted Mansion without the 999 haunts that lurk within its walls and among the grounds. The special effects team had the daunting task of recreating the fantastic visuals of the original ride for the screen. The look of the ghosts and ghouls in the film were largely due to Rick Baker, a legendary special effects makeup artist that is famous for his creature designs. Baker is a huge fan of the Haunted Mansion ride and wanted the film to look as close to the ride as possible. This is why I feel like we were too hard in this movie. Yeah. I think, I think you know, people like Rick Baker, who worked so hard on it yeah. and did such a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, just watching the special features and watching the movie, I was like, yeah, honestly, yeah. he did such a good job. Mm-hmm. Right. Because a lot of the, the ghouls, the ghosts, I mean, yeah. he did the full special effects makeup. Like, mm-hmm. those people looked like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they just stood in front of a blue screen. It's not like it was yeah. a, a fully animated person. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I mean, he did such a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Going that extra mile really adds to it. Yeah. And it kind of, yep. you know, it lasts longer. It looks so good. It does. Yeah. He designed makeup that mirrored the fantastical designs of Disney's Imagineers, including a painting by Mark Davis. Baker himself is unrecognizable in the scene as one of the ghosts. That's, yeah. a, that's crazy. So, yeah, in the ride, there's this, I think he's called the ghost host. Mm-hmm. And he's in a painting. He's not a ghost like on the ride. He's in a right. painting and he's got a noose around his neck and one big bulging eye. Oof. And so, and Rick Aww. Baker put that on himself. And he looks, <laughs> yeah. Lo- yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you, you see him talking, you're like, oh my God. He doesn't look like a human being. It's, cr- yeah. it's yeah, wild. It's really creepy. Yeah. Rick Baker was also responsible for the zombies that rise from the mausoleum and chase the Evers family. He started by creating paintings of what the zombies should look like, making them match the ghosts in terms of family friendliness. But Disney told him that they wanted them to actually be scary and to not hold back on his monster-making abilities. Yeah. Wow, very nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The zombies are scary. They're Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, Yeah. They're scary, and they don't... I love them because they don't <laughs> look like walking dead zombies. These yeah. are like they've been rotting forever. 
they just got reanimated because of some curse or something. Right. Yep. You know, this that's what this is. And mm-hmm. honestly, they look so good. They, they do. do. They look mm-hmm. great. And actually, it's funny. I believe this... I, I might be wrong, but I believe this is the only time in a Disney movie where they're actually referred to as zombies. Ah. Because you have creatures like this, and they're always called like ghouls mm-hmm. or something like that, but they're zombies here, and they're legit. <laughs> These are legit zombies, for sure. Baker and his team made zombie molds of the thin actors that would play the undead. They sculpted clay bones over the actors' clothes and made sure that the actors could easily move in the bodysuits. There were about 15 to 20 zombies, and the actors all went through zombie school to learn how to act undead. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, and if you see from the behind the scenes, like, the stuff is pretty loose-fitting on them. Mm-hmm. So they can, like, do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They're not in these tight, restrictive suits. But all you see is the bones and, the, mm-hmm. and the, yeah. you know, yeah. the rotting flesh. One of the most complex sequences in the film is when the living characters take a ghostly trip through the graveyard. The graveyard scene was a combination of motion control photography, matte painting, blue screen photography, and Steadicam. I was so thrilled that they're still, they're, they at least were still doing the matte painting. Yes. Yeah. We talked about this, I think, last year with Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yes, we did. Disney's done this forever. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people have done this forever. <laughs> Is, you know, the composite of painting as the background, mm-hmm. which, I mean, fantastic. It oh, looks so yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. It's just a, it's such a different look that you can't get any other way. Yeah. yeah. The scene was one continuous shot that was filmed over several days and in several locations. The film crew led the camera through the physical graveyard, holding the camera in certain places just long enough for the audience to see each ghost, which at the time were played by stand-in actors. Imagine if this scene had all 999, though. (laughs) There are certainly a lot lot. of ghosts in this scene. This is a really cool scene. Mm -hmm. You know, because this is the only part of the movie where the characters kind of relax for a second mm-hmm. and they just kind of take in yeah. what's around yeah. them, which yeah. is, I mean... The insanity. Yeah. yeah. And you get to see all of the ghosts. And this is the, the only part that's like the ride, yeah. you know, right. where yeah. it's like they're just, they're seeing the ghosts. Excuse me. Why are all these ghosts still hanging around here? When they died, they couldn't find the light. And now... Now they're trapped. Doomed to wander the earth for all eternity. All of the ghost actors wore special effects makeup that captured the look of the spirits on the original ride and shot their scenes in front of a blue screen. Their costumes were covered in a special paint that reflected light, giving them a more ethereal effect. The team had to stage the ghost actors on blue boxes to make sure they matched up with the physical scene that they shot a month ago, making them appear on tree branches, on tombstones, and sitting in coffins. That's so cool. I, I'm, mm. They really made it work. That sounds really complicated and difficult, <laughs> yeah. but it really works. Yeah. The crew had to film a passing shot of each ghost in the scene, which could require several takes. The final product lasted for about two minutes of film. Wow. Man, oh man. And they spent so much so time So much time. That. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, I mean, they did a passing shot, so, like, the camera is just, like, 
you know, gliding past each character. They did yeah. that separately in mm-hmm. the in the studio too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just my gosh. That's- oh my one yeah. of the actresses that was playing with the one of the ghosts is like, you know, maybe maybe eventually we'll get to go home in <laughs> a couple of years or so. Like, <laughs> we'll see. You know, she'll be done. It'll be a real yeah, ghost. You know, time exactly. Out. I feel like she did joke something like that. Oh my gosh. One of the most recognizable ghosts in the mansion is Madame Leota, played by Jennifer Tilly. Leota was originally named for Disney Imagineer Leota Tombs. And her looks were based on tombs as well. Aww. Perfect name That's for so somebody. Sweet. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> right. On the haunted mansion. <laughs> In order to get Jennifer Tilly's head into a crystal ball, they had Eddie Murphy carry around a glowing orb while filming. This way, the special effects team didn't have to add Leota's glowing light to the faces of the surrounding characters, but just had to composite Tilly's face into the ball. Smart. Yes. Yeah, it is. Great idea. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That would have been so much more work. Uh, So much time. Nightmare. And it wouldn't have looked nearly as good. (laughs) They filmed Eddie's scene first, and then Tilly filmed her parts while wearing a blue bib and sitting in front of a blue screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although most of the mansion was an elaborate set, certain rooms were completely computer-generated. One scene shows Eddie Murphy being spun in a chair with floating instruments. Only Eddie and the chair were physically there, and the rest was added later. Oh, man. They didn't get flying instruments. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that I would love to see practical, flying instruments. crazy. Oh, my gosh. I feel like they probably were worried they were going to, like, hit Eddie in the head. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. It makes me think of, like, how they would do it on stage. Mm-hmm. Would just be people holding the instruments up, but yeah. they would be wearing, wearing just black. like all black. Yeah, oh, and they just be. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. It's this is such yeah. a like classic, you know, eighteen hundreds spiritualism thing. Mm-hmm. The chair with the floating instruments. This is yeah. like a thing that people did in seances mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. you know yeah. mediums and all that stuff. It's a very classic. Uh, Haunt, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen back to one of our, I believe we, we talked about, because there was somebody in Ohio doing the very yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. We did an episode with another podcast, Grief Burrito. Oh, that's what it was. And we guessed it on their show. We did a spooky burrito with them and we talked about that. Yes, yes. that's what it was. Go check that out. Yeah. Also, if I remember correctly, that, that chair that Eddie was sitting on could get pretty fast <laughs> oh god yeah i no, don't think i could handle that but you know maybe Sounds... especially in a circle like i can handle roller coasters but mm-hmm. i don't know about just like a one circle i don't know <laughs> since the haunted mansion ride was telling a story there needed to be music that helped the guests know what was happening along the way the help of composer buddy baker not to be confused with rick baker who we just talked about <laughs> was enlisted by the story writer Exatencio. Baker had experience in composing for Disney movies like The Apple Dumpling Gang, The Fox and the Hound, and The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and more. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In his career, he composed more than 200 scores for Disney. These were not just for movies and television. He also scored many theme parks, including The Haunted Mansion. The final result of his and Exitencio's collaboration was called Grim Grinning Ghosts. 
The title of the song came from Shakespeare, and actor Paul Fries recorded the spoken intro. The song is iconic and has appeared in several other Disney films. One instance that I can think of that makes me laugh is Inside Out when she has when she first moves into the new place and hates ah. it yes, and yes. she has a nightmare you know reflecting her the, the big move yeah and when, <laughs> when they're show, doing the nightmare they're playing this song in the background oh, oh, so you hear you just hear the organ yeah. do, 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 you know and like the, the the rat leg appears like shoot i need to go watch oh, that back same. i yeah, did same. not catch that <laughs> same Mark Mancina is known for composing music for movies like Speed, Tarzan, Brother Bear, Moana, and more. Mancina was excited to work with the director, Rob Minkoff, because they had known each other while working on the movies Lion King and Speed together. Minkoff really wanted to work in the ride's original music, Grim Grinning Ghosts, as he and Mancina enjoyed the original ride. I think he did a fantastic job incorporating mm-hmm. the song in this movie. Absolutely. You know, yeah, when the movie first starts and, like, mm-hmm. you're kind of just going through the, the halls of the Haunted Mansion and stuff, mm-hmm. you hear it. You hear the yeah. music start, and I, th- I think he did a fantastic job. Also, Mark Mancina is uh, basically one of the biggest <laughs> unsung heroes He's... of Disney. I was going to say, <laughs> the list of... Yeah, movies here. Yeah, that's just like, like very that's only few. A few. Freaking great! He <laughs> has done so many yeah. scores, and so many of them were for Disney. And mm-hmm. yeah, freaking Brother Bear. Yeah, is one of my absolute favorite. <laughs> yes, Disney movies. Yeah, so good. Come on. In order to get a sense of what the score should be, Mancino was able to visit the set and even meet with some of the actors. The film's composition was quite large and used several different instruments. Some of these included the harpsichord, choir, pipe organ, and a full orchestra. It was really centered around classical instruments. That's awesome. It fits perfectly in with that mm-hmm. 19th century style. It's yeah. Just yeah. Like- what you would hear as normal music back then. <laughs> yeah. The, the only missing piece is the, the Halloween instrument, the theremin. <laughs> but I know it wouldn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. It's okay. Manchina then worked with Dave Metzger to orchestrate the composition at his favorite recording place, Sony Studios. Minkoff was very supportive of this decision, both practically and financially. The scene with the famous singing heads uses a barber shop quartet. My God. <laughs> These singing heads got so, so many laughs good. in the theater when yes. I saw this. <laughs> Manchina, although he knew that it was perfect for the talking heads, was not actually a fan of barber shop quartets. <laughs> and while Manchina took a bathroom break, the group was told of his dislike. They went into the restroom and freaked Manchina out when he sat down by beginning to sing right there. Yeah, so oh, he no. said right as his butt yeah, touched the toilet. Touched the he, toilet. Did, he pulled down his pants. <laughs> yeah, right as the butt touched the toilet, they, were just, they started singing wow. in Barbershop in Quartet. Barbershop, he didn't yeah. even know they were in there. Nope. Oh so when gosh. he came running out of the stall and the bathroom, Minkoff and Don Hahn were there laughing. So mean. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be horrifying. Honestly, yeah. even if I didn't, I mean, I don't hate Barbershop, 
mm-hmm. you know but like if i thought no one was in the bathroom and suddenly and then, there's like yeah. four people and they're singing oh no <laughs> this quartet appeared again at the premiere where they would sing especially people's names like mark mancina's it reminds me of having the staff of a restaurant mm-hmm. come sing happy birthday to you yeah and it sounds yeah. like yep. an absolute nightmare <laughs> yeah no it does it even does though like... even though i think barbershop quartets sound really good i do oh, yeah, too same. i i couldn't handle that i wonder how much of their part was ad-libbed you know yeah. when, when he goes oh, out and he yeah. says i need to find the key and they're like find the key find the key find the beautiful key mm-hmm. <laughs> you know oh how happy you'll be because they seem to be such a good group that yeah, work really just, well together just grab the last word he says and yep. do something yeah. with it. <laughs> take off with yeah it. yeah so like we said at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. the critics and fans originally were not uh kind <laughs> to this movie they were straight up hostile yeah. mean mean yes we're talking a little bit about the reception here we we like this movie but yeah, yeah. and that's the thing like i'm not gonna say that this is like one of my favorite movies of all time oh, sure mm. yeah i think it during spooky season this movie's great yeah, yeah. it's fun yeah it's a just a fun little I mean, ride they made a muppets version of yes it. they so, did i mean <laughs> i i don't know i really enjoyed this movie yeah at first the film didn't look like a financial success with a big budget of 90 million dollars it only grossed about $24 million on its opening weekend and earned a domestic total of just under $76 million. However, the film did much better in international markets, grossing an additional $106 million. That's a total of over $206 million. So it made money. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it didn't make pirate money. Yeah. Right. Because pirates was such an international success. Right. And so to Disney, this was not good. Yes. Unfortunately, though, critics are not kind to the film. It has a score of 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think this is the lowest scored movie we've ever done an episode on. It might be. And we did an episode on Teen Wolf, people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just just letting everybody know. Yeah. It also has an average rating of about 4.2 out of 10 across other uh, (laughs) review sites. Many critics say the film is neither scary nor funny. I disagree. I think there are funny lines in this movie. Yeah. You know, I remember even being a kid and there being the part where something's in Latin and he's like, oh, you guys know Latin. Can you read that? And they're like, you made me quit Latin, dad. He said it was a dead language. (laughs) And then Eddie Murphy kind of gestures around. He goes, oh, yeah, we see how wrong I was about that now, don't we? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And additionally, the audience score is not much better at... 32 percent is ouch just straight up rude it's not all bad news though many fans of the movie say it's the perfect spooky film to break out for halloween like we said yeah including sherry linden of hollywood reporter who called the film a pleasant and atmospheric family romp offering enough mildly chilling thrills to keep anyone entertained during its brief runtime yeah Additionally, the Haunted Mansion has grown in popularity since its original theatrical run, and to many has achieved cult status. Author and Disney historian Jeff Baham notes that the Haunted Mansion has increased in popularity in part because of its original target audience growing up with an appreciation for the film, and who now, as adults, 
are introducing it to their children. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I appreciate the movie probably because I saw it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I as while I see that there are problems with it, I <laughs> I definitely don't think it deserved <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. You like, know what happened. The hate. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, just kind of. I feels like a wrong place, wrong time kind of yeah. movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, because yeah. other than that, you know, really, there's nothing wrong with it. I just, right. I see why people who were diehard fans of the ride were disappointed. Yeah, I suppose so. Because yeah. it didn't follow a ride storyline. It had something new and different. Mm-hmm. The mansion itself looks different. You know, and yeah. so there's gonna be a reboot. Mm-hmm. It's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have Jamie Lee Curtis and Winona Ryder in it. Oh, it's gonna be a very, be very high budget, yeah. very you know, heavily <laughs> produced project. So <laughs> interesting. That'll be interesting, sure. But I definitely don't think that that should erase this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So here are some fun facts. Oh Ooh. boy! Here we go. Ooh. Can't wait. The DVD release came with several special features, including a virtual interactive ride of the film's Haunted Mansion with Emma and Ezra as hosts. In one of the film's scenes at a tiki bar, this is pretty early in the movie, all three hitchhiking ghosts can be seen as background actors. Nice. Man. <laughs> Originally, the film's mansion was to be based on the ride in Disney World and take place in upstate New York. However, many in production, including director Rob Minkoff, felt it would be better suited to use the original Disneyland attraction as inspiration, as well as move it to New Orleans to reference the ride's park location at New Orleans Square. Yeah, such a better fit. Yeah. Because it has that vibe where it's like, you know what? The people around might be like, oh, I believe that that place is haunted. The Dapper Dance, the barbershop quartet that performs in Disneyland's Main Street, USA, make a special appearance as the voices of the singing busts. There they are. That's so cute. (laughs) they're at Disneyland still. Yes, that's awesome. The three tarot cards that appear in the opening credits are the lovers, which represents love, harmony, relationships, values, alignment, and choices. Death, which represents endings, change, transformation, and transition. And the three of swords, which represents heartbreak, emotional pain, sorrow, grief, and betrayal. Whoa. Mm. Very interesting. I believe originally they had Madame Leota explaining the cards at yeah. the, in the beginning oh, yes. of the movie, but they cut that out because it was kind of like, eh, we don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Which I agree with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But it is cool to know what the cards mean because it's yes. like, wow. I bet you there were some tarot cards like nerds in oh, the yeah. audience mm-hmm. like, ooh. Yeah. They knew exactly what's coming. what they were about. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. super, super cool. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So any final thoughts on this movie before we wrap it up? I mean, we kind of said it <laughs> a few times already. Yeah. But I do think that this movie was kind of not given a fair shake. Yeah. I think that watching it as a kid, you know, I probably had more of an appreciation for it than adults. But, you know, as an adult now, you know, I don't have that much nostalgia for it. It's not like it was, you know, some huge benchmark of my childhood. (laughs) And so I don't have that kind of relationship with it. But looking at it, I can say like, well, it's still pretty good. It's funny. Yeah. I I think the actors did a pretty good job. Yeah. And all the work that was put into it and And how much they loved it. Yeah. Now I have a much bigger appreciation for Mm -hmm. it because of... I saw how hard 
those special effects artists worked. Yeah. And, you know, they really, Rick Baker especially too, just, you know, he was so dedicated to making it look like the ride. Mm -hmm. And so for people to be so upset about it, I mean, I feel like that's kind of... And hearing Mark Mancina talk about it too, yeah. And him saying, you know, I never actually get to talk about this score because mm-hmm. nobody asks me about it. The movie didn't do well and people mm-hmm. don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, because she asked him, she's like, oh, do they use your music from this anywhere else? And he's like, no, not really. No. He was like, it was a flop and they didn't <laughs> bye bye. really want to yeah. use my <laughs> stuff for anything. Right. He was very blunt one. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very enjoyable film. Yeah. And... Oh man, I gotta love Eddie Murphy too. (laughs) Yeah, he was one of those like when I was a kid. It was always funny. At this time, fun to see him in something. You know, and being super popular with Shrek Mm -hmm. around the same time, and it's just yeah, he's one of those ones that people recognize, especially from the early two thousands in movies like this. But I think this movie is one that needs to be added to people's Halloween list because. You know, I should say for people who don't love horror like me, (laughs) I I struggle sometimes to come up with a list of things to watch around Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. Because I watch, I've already watched Nightmare Before Christmas, so I've already watched this, I've already watched that. This needs to be added to that list because it it fits perfectly in with the season without. Yeah feeling like a horror movie right yeah. and then and it, obviously yeah. it's not trying to be one and i yeah and i'm glad that movies like that exist they kept elements in it that were legitimately scary oh yeah and i think that that was really cool yeah. you know it was yep. like a little bit of a little more, more grown up mm-hmm. yeah you know it did kind of freak kids out mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit but mm-hmm. not enough that it was you know it walked the line that pirates of the caribbean walks yeah. mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. it's creepy and Mm-hmm. scary yeah, but not that but not not that creepy and scary yeah, yeah. and i like that yeah mm-hmm. the haunted mansion is an interesting case it's a film that didn't live up to the expectations of fans yet still has enough staying power to be revisited every halloween it was created by an incredible team of filmmaking artists that were dedicated to giving viewers a delightfully frightening experience Often, when a film premieres, we might provide too much criticism or too much praise based on the trends of the time. It's very possible that The Haunted Mansion is a victim of the former, and it may be a film that deserves a second chance. So if you're so inclined, consider resurrecting this ghostly delight this Halloween season and decide for yourself if it belongs in the grave. Oh. <laughs> that will do it everybody that is going to be a case closed so thank you everyone for listening very much thank you but before we go we'd like to thank our patrons joel john jacob jacqueline jd anthony shelly linda bob jaron and brad thank you so much everybody thank you all very much we thank appreciate you. you and we hope you enjoyed the extended episode. Thank yes. you. And be sure to check out There Are No Small Parts. Yes. There's now a link on the front page of our website, yes. blackcasediaries.com. Yep. Click on that. Please listen to it. Please I know do it, it sounds like we're begging, and it's because we are. Yes. <laughs> we are Please. imploring yeah. you to listen. <laughs> Please listen to it. We have one up already for spooky season. 
I bet you, you can't guess who it is before the end. Mm. I challenge you. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. What? <laughs> if you guess who it is before the end, tell us. And tell yeah. us at what time you yes. guessed. You know, that's kind of a fun little game. Mm-hmm. You can now buy us a popcorn at buymeacoffee.com slash diary. And thank you to all that support us, whether it be through listening, telling a friend, or donating. Yes, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you all very much. We appreciate you, and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Hurry back. Where you're wrong? Because some of us are.